Welcome to BizBuys on New Radio Media. I'm your host, Armin Nazarian, and we have a beautiful Wednesday afternoon, 1 o'clock, and we are going to be talking with Bethany Reyes uh, with Keller Williams Realty, and um, we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, business, uh, some of the unique things she does, and residential homes, um, so there's going to be a good topic on what we're going to be discussing. Um, I know everything about business brokerage has been going very well, and um, you know we had just got out of a closing now, and it was a, uh, it was with a pharmacy. So uh, you know pharmacies they're selling extremely fast, and uh, people are looking to buy pharmacies before uh, laws start changing on that. But if you uh, ever want to check in with uh, Armin Nazarian, uh, my number is two four eight two three one seven seven one four, or you can visit my website, which is arminazarian.com, and you can see I have well over a hundred different types of businesses for sale, and it's anywhere from dry cleaners, restaurants, um, automotive. There's uh, party stores, liquor stores, you name it, uh, I carry it. So um, th- there's always a lot of stuff that's on the market. Uh, one out of every three businesses is for sale. So, um, you know, I'll get anywhere between three and five new listings every week. So if there's something that catches your eye on arminazarian.com, please don't hesitate. Give me a call. I'd be more than happy to share the information with you. The way my system works or what I do is, um, you know, once once I do, uh, I run the advertisements, you know, people call in, they want to get some information on the business. And, you know, the first thing I will ask is that you will have to sign a confidentiality agreement. A confidentiality agreement or a NDA, non-circumvention agreement also, pretty much states that you promise you will not talk to the owners, employees, you will not disturb their business. Because selling a business is a little bit different than selling a house. Um, we don't ever want to tell the employees that we're selling the business, and we don't want the public to know that we're selling the business because everybody or the public's in their eye, um, nobody in their right mind would ever sell a successful business. They don't realize that they're selling it because it could be for whatever reason, uh, retirement, health, um, divorce, moving out of state. So uh, once somebody does sign the confidentiality agreement, then we will disclose or I will disclose all the information about that business. So once a person does see um, or does uh, sign the information, uh, they'll uh, fill out a quick questionnaire with me and then I will give them what's called a profile sheet. A profile sheet will give you pretty much all the basic information. It's gonna give you the name of the business, the address of the business, um, the hours, the employees, the rent, all the basic uh, information needed to pretty much do a drive-by, just like a, a home, a, a house buyer would do. So then they would go very discreetly, confidentially. Let's say it's a restaurant. They would go grab something to eat um, without speaking to anybody, obviously, and um, you know, scope out the area, the neighborhood, see if it's something they want to take further. Uh, I usually let the buyers go by themselves. I don't escort them at that point. They'll go on their own, take a look at it, and um, within 24 to 48 hours, I will call them just to see if they like the business, if they want to take it further. 
Um, you know, if, if, if the buyer drives by and takes a look at it and says that it's not for him, obviously there's not a whole lot I can do. I have plenty of other businesses with new businesses that come in every week that I can go ahead and, um, you know, show them other businesses. Now, the buyer does like the location and wants to move forward. That's when I will go ahead and call the seller and uh, set up an appointment where we do kind of like a, a warm meeting. A warm meeting pretty much is like just like when you go buy a car. You go to a dealership, you talk to um, a salesperson. The salesperson is going to want you to sit in that car, smell the new leather, take it for a test drive. He wants you to take ownership of that car. I do the exact same thing with a business. So I take the, I will escort the buyer there. I will um, uh, set up the appointment with the seller. Obviously, we're going to work around the seller's um, schedule. If it's a restaurant, you know, mornings, lunch, dinner times. They're usually busy, so we'll either have to do it before hours or after hours. And um, we'll do a quick uh, walkthrough and a, a question and answer session while the buyer will get all of his questions answered. At that point, uh, once we exit, that takes about a half hour to 45 minutes. From there onward, we go to, um, uh, I'll get in touch with him 24 to 48 hours afterwards to see where, where the buyer stands. Now, if he says it's just not for me, it's either too far, too um too small, too big, not my cup of tea, not much I can do. It's hard to take a negative person and make them positive. My goal is to take that person who wants that business and take, take them to the next step. Um, at that point, if he tells me he's excited and he wants to move forward, then we just go right for the purchase agreement. I don't play around much with uh, the letter of intents or any of that sort. When, and business has been done with letter of intents, but I don't. I go right for a purchase agreement with contingencies. Obviously, there's contingencies involved. Um, then that would be, uh, it would be contingent upon, uh, books and records review. It'll be contingent upon, uh, gross sales verification, uh, reviewing the lease. If it's a franchise, obviously we got to get approved by the franchise or review the, uh, the FDD, which is the franchise disclosure. Um, you know, so there's a lot involvement, uh, once you're doing your due diligence at that point, you know, the buyer's going to decide if they want to move forward or not. We're not going to sell something that they don't want to, they don't want to buy. So. Once the, the books and records review is completed and satisfied, then we go, we need to speak with the landlord on getting a lease. And, and if there's a, a liquor license or um, a franchise agreement in place, we obviously have to get in touch with the, uh, the state for the transfer of the liquor license and corporate if it's a uh, franchise to get the transfer uh, started on the, um, uh, on the license on that. Um, once we do um, a closing, and you know we had Jordan Weiss who does all my closings. He was on our first or second show uh, of this year. Um, they will do. We'll set up the closing. We'll get the closing documents um, ordered. Um, we have the closing right at my office, and we exchange checks. And you know we got a brand new buyer of the business. Now there's a transitional period that the seller will stay on board to uh, help with a smooth transition. Obviously. Um, the seller knows his business well, and, um, you know, buyer buying it, they're going to want to, um, you know, have the seller on board just to explain to them, you know, who their vendors are, pretty much how to, you know, open the door to, you know, shutting the door and everything in between. If it's a restaurant, they're going to take over the recipes, so they're going to want the menu, they want all that stuff. Um, you know, if it's anything technical, a dry cleaner, you know, very labor intense. So the, uh, the buyer is going to want the, um, the seller stay on board and to explain everything, uh, how that works.
so um, th- that that's about it, you know. And so uh, you know, I've been doing this quite a bit, and uh, and I love what I do. I go to work every day, like it's my first week in the industry. Um, one of the er- first ones in the office, one of the last ones leaving. So it, it's it's been um, very very uh, lucrative for me. Um, we've got um, today. I'm going to be listing a, a pizzeria. So um, that's uh, that's going to go really well. It's um, uh, a nice pizzeria. I think it does about four hundred thousand dollars. So um, that that should go real well. Also, I'm listing a, um, a chicken and fish carryout, which uh, you know we just sold one uh, last week or the week before. And um, this gentleman, I believe, saw us on the air and said, "You know what? I've got a restaurant that I want to sell too. So we're going to go have the privilege of selling that one." Um, and then there's some other really exciting uh, businesses on my site that you can see. But keep in mind, um, businesses will drop off the site as we sell them, and we'll be adding new, anywhere between three and five new listings is what I'm getting um, per week on that. So it's, it's, it's exciting. It's really exciting. So we're waiting for Bethany to get into the office or into the studio, and we're going to go ahead and interview her. Um, and she does some really unique marketing uh, strategies with, with her uh, industry, so uh, along with the client base and, and partnerships. So, you know, we're going to get a little bit of heads up and upfront uh, information on, on what she does. So um, if there's any businesses in Michigan that uh, you are looking to buy and I don't have it listed, I will be more than happy to work on your behalf also to contact the seller and uh, see if they're uh, willing to sell. As I mentioned earlier, you know, one out of every three businesses is for sale. So, um, you know, timing's everything. You may, um, uh, you know, it may be not right now, but, you know, in a month, a week, it could be, you know, in two years, any, anything can happen. I've seen it where just overnight, you know, a, a scenario where seller will say, I have absolutely no you or I, I will not take one penny less than what I'm asking for. And they call me up the next day and it's like, you know, you got to just sell this thing, you know, just knock the price down half price and let's go with it. Um, I just put an offer in on a business. It's actually less than half. So please don't be afraid to put in an offer. Um, we don't know what the seller's thinking, but there's always room there. Um, it's kind of like washing a car. You never start washing a car from the wheels, work your way up. You're always starting from the roof of the car and you're working your way down. So sellers are usually high, um, buyers a little bit lower. We're going to meet in the middle somewhere. So it's going to be a win-win situation for everybody on that. So, um, let's see what we got going on here. Um, we got a couple of nice AFC homes coming on board also. I've got one in Detroit. Um, anybody interested in an AFC home, please don't hesitate. Get in touch with me. I'll be more than happy to share the information on that. Um, as I mentioned, pharmacies, we just listed a brand new pharmacy out in the uh, Lake Orion area. Um, it's in a medical building, and um, there's right now a psychological clinic in there, an urgent care clinic in there. There is... Um, an MRI in there along with a couple other doctors. So this scenario here on that pharmacy is that the um, urgent care is going to be moving into that location and um, the landlord is going to go ahead and build you a brand new pharmacy. So 
it's a win-win situation. The price on that's one forty-nine nine. Um, there's a lot of buzz already on that one there too. Um, unfortunately, again, when we were talking earlier, you know, um, for whatever reasons they sell it, the owner of this pharmacy became ill and no longer can run the operation. So he called me up uh, a couple weeks ago and said, hey, I've got this pharmacy. I no longer can operate. I am ready to make a move. So that one's going for $149. Um, there is a couple other businesses that are on the market that are really good that I have. Um, a really nice dry cleaner out in the Macomb uh, County area, and it's doing a, just under $400,000. It's, it's a great business. I actually was in the dry cleaning business, and I had four of them. Um, you could do very, very well. Um, this one does about 400 cash flows and about one twenty-five, dollars $150,000. Uh, it's a husband and wife operation. Um, they do have a couple part-time pressers. Um, you're talking about labor-intense business. Dry cleaner is the one to, to, to get into because... Um, you know, it's, it's summertime you're working and with all that steam, you are thinking you're looking at about 125, 130 or, uh, oh, uh, yeah, about 120 degree weather in there in the dry cleaner. You know, it's, uh, it's humid with a steam and it's a, uh, it's a hot. So wintertime, it's great. Crack the door open and you're working along, but that one there does just under 400,000 and, um, cash flow is about 150,000. And that one's, uh, priced at about 325. That's a nice one there also. So, um. Um, thinking about some other good businesses before we get our guest on on board, and um, uh, we have a couple delis, uh, office complex delis. Again, those are win-win situation. You're buying yourself time, you guys. It's not like a restaurant where you're getting in there from nine till nine at night or eleven o'clock. You're buying yourself time on a uh, office cop complex sundry shop or an office complex deli. Uh, something on that. You're usually open Monday through Friday. It's from uh, Eight o'clock, about eight o'clock in the morning, till about uh, three o'clock, three to five, depending on um, the client's needs. And again, sandwiches, soups, salads. It's not a full-fledged restaurant with a full menu, but um, it is something that is it's it's great. It's a it's a sandwich shop. Goes very well. I have a, a gentleman that's picking two of them up with me, and he actually left corporate America to get into business for himself. And always uh, wanted to get into the restaurant business. So when I spoke to him and kind of narrowed down what he's looking for, it turned out that it was going to be uh, the best thing for him would be at an office complex deli. And again, those are very easy to operate. Uh, usually in the rent, all your utilities are included because it is a big, huge office complex. Uh, water, gas, electric usually is included. Uh, you'll be responsible for uh, business insurance, uh, typically your uh, your food costs along with your employees. So I have a couple good ones of those coming on board too. Um, and the last one I believe is going to be a, um, it's a carry out fish and chicken in the Detroit area. And that one is actually a new build. Um, it started probably about uh, six months ago. And the gentleman that owns this one here actually owns seven um, other businesses, so seven other uh, carryout restaurants. So, um, you know, he starts them up. He calls me up. You know, let's get him sold. I want to get a new tenant in there or a new buyer in there, and we'll go through the 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 the, the building it up with the menus. He'll teach everything, and it's a good one. That one's actually going to be priced in the forty thousand mark. So. 
Um, it's a great one. You know, there's a, a lot of good stuff that uh, that's always coming on board. Anything from you get them as low as, you know, $20,000 to about $2 million, you know, we're dealing with them. So, and your cash flow is um, anywhere, you know, from say $25,000 to about, you know, six, $700,000. It's all depending on your budget, what you want to get into. And a lot of it's to do with what you want to do with the business. If you buy a business that is distressed, and that's what I like to do, when you buy a business that's distressed, sky's the limit. You're getting it at the right price, creative marketing, advertising, clean it up, get the system in place. You can usually uh, succeed with it. So, yeah, um, you know, just, uh, you know, some people are, are risk takers and, and they'll, a lot of times they'll ask me, you know, hey, Armin, what do you think? Should I uh, go for it? I always tell them I'm the wrong person to ask because, you know, it's... Um, I, I, w- I would take the risk, you know, so uh, other people, they want to go a little bit more conservative and, um, and um, you know, and get something that's already cash flowing. But it, whatever it is, we have all of them. So you want to just make sure that uh, when you're ready, uh, you know, give me a call at 248-231-7714. We're going to go to a quick break and be back on BizBuy's new radio media. Thank you. Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The New Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly. All for free. Do it now. Stay connected. And action. And millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media. Dot com. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. The things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live. Welcome back to BizBuys on New Radio Media. I'm your host, Armin Nazarian, and we have Bethany Reyes in the studio. How are you, Bethany? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. Thanks for coming on board. 
Um, again, this is a live show. If anybody wants to call in, please, our number is 844-999-9249. Bethany, you specialize in, or you do real estate, is Correct. what you do. Correct. Okay, And um, uh, residential along with business, right? A little bit yes. of commercial? Yes, a little bit of both. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, tell me a little bit, you know, how'd you get into the business? First of all, how's business? <laughs> I know It's we, great. Yeah, because the market tainted, what, 2007? Mm -hmm. Started creeping up around 13, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, so I, the, I know the, on the business side, it's been great. Actually, we had record-breaking years when the market tanked because everybody was leaving corporate America, getting right. to business for themselves. So I don't know if that worked out for you or yeah. on the residential side. I know it was a little bit softer, you know? Yeah. So I had a lot of people residential asking me, you know, how's the business? And I said, we can't keep up. Right. So I actually was in a totally different profession. Okay. I was a clinical social worker for 15 years. Okay. And um, fell, you know, like I was just working for the man all the time and yeah. I wanted to be my own boss. Uh, I'm, I feel very motivated, driven. I can do things on my own. I, I didn't feel like uh, the situation I was in was the right situation for me. I had a friend that's a broker in D.C. She said, you got to try this. You're, I've done sales before and did well at it. Right. Uh, and uh, so I'm actually with Keller Williams, which... Okay has been a great experience. Um, they provide so much coaching and training mm -hmm. um, to teach me how to run my own business. Okay. And they let me brand it and do my own thing underneath the umbrella of their brokerage. Good. So it's been good. Business is very, very, very good. I right. can't complain. I enjoy being my own boss. People ask me how many hours of, uh, I work a week. I have no clue, and I don't care. And it doesn't I matter if you right. love it. You know, before you got into the studio, I was kind of just talking, you know, mm -hmm. and I was telling them about the business I had and everything. And I told the, the audience that I go to work every morning like it's my first week, you know, 20, 30 years ago. I love what I do, you know. So I get up in the morning. I'm ready to go, you know, to, to, to work. So that's a good thing. If you love what you do, you'll put 110% yeah. into it. You don't count the hours. You don't count the hours. <laughs> that's right. It works out good. So, um Where's your home office out of? So I was at uh, Keller Williams Metro, which is the Royal Oak office, okay. and I'm in the middle of transitioning to the domain office, which is in Birmingham. In Birmingham, okay. So, so yeah. and there, there's a lot of I think a lot offices out that way, right? Yeah, a lot. And then there's on. a lot of traffic problems downtown Birmingham. I mean, they're shutting yeah, the there's all a little over. construction. <laughs> yeah, we were out there at the 220 having dinner, and yeah. I was like, "Where do you park? And how do you get through all this?" You know. So we finally got into the structure and got over there. But uh, what areas do you specialize in? Is it, uh, um, the whole Woodward Corridor. So that's okay. the area that we call, you know, Berkeley, Royal Oak, Ferndale, um, all the way up to Birmingham. Okay. Uh, those are the areas I specialize in. But I have sold from Shelby to Brighton to Howell. You okay. know, um, I'll work anywhere. Okay. Um, and uh, that's kind of the basis for how I run things is, is just I work really hard and try to pe treat people the way I want to be treated. Absolutely. And a lot of those little things that... Um, that other people let fall through the cracks, I try right. to be on top of those. Yeah, yeah. So, you know what? And it, it goes far. Yeah. You know, that customer service, especially the business we're in, yeah. goes so far. Um, you know, when I started, and I'm not going to tell you how old I am, but when I started, say, uh, when I was 21 years old, that's probably about 30 years ago, um, you know, we used to put clients in our car and drive them around. And I'll never forget, I bought a brand new car, and this husband and I were going to start showing them places. And she wanted to stop and get a milkshake. 
So I'm thinking, oh, brand new car, leather interior, everything. She spills it everywhere. Of course. So from there, I said, you know what? I'll just meet you there. I'm not going to drive you guys. Do they still do that? I mean, do you guys, I, from, I right now would meet all my clients at the yeah. local. I don't drive them anymore. Back then, you used to. You know, you I put them offer, in there. I offer. Okay, you do. Okay. But the majority, I would say 95% of my clients uh, drive themselves. Okay. Uh, but I offer. Right. Because that's just one of those little extra things. Sure, I try to keep sure. water and snacks in my car. And, yeah. Uh, emergency supplies for different things. Right. But yeah, I offer, but 95%, I would say, dry. I mean, sometimes we'll have like three cars in a row, like going like to a caravan. Location. Yeah. Yeah. And it we used to do that when it was, um, it was our tour. Mm-hmm. You know, you take all your 15, 20 cars and we would throw, I don't know, six houses there yeah. and, and take a tour. So I wanted to, because I do business brokerage strictly now, I wanted to do that with the whole business side of it. But it's becoming so difficult because, you know, when you sell the business, it's so confidential, mm-hmm. you know, and very discreet. So, you know, the, the one guy says, yeah, you come after two o'clock you know, in the evening time, early morning. Uh, liquor stores are open. You know, so it just that, that never worked out. But what is the percentage of your residential versus your commercial side? I mean, I'm mostly residential. Okay. I've The commercial that I've done has been former clients just really enjoying working with me okay. saying, hey, I'm interested in starting this business. Right. Um, and I have some people that I work with that help uh, write small business plans and do the okay. developing and lenders. Um, and then I'll help them. So purely based on uh, re- old relationships that I have, people that have bought homes coming to me and saying, I want to start this business or I saw this building. I like, could you help me? Because I like working with you. Right. I right. Said, Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. The shell is going to be pretty much the same. Right. It's a structure. It's mm-hmm. more when you get into the business aspects of it. Right. And do you do actually businesses too? Have you? Uh, or... I so I work with an, another somebody. One of my friends okay. does a lot of commercials. So when it gets nitty gritty, she'll mm-hmm. help me on that end of it. Okay. I'll do a lot of the footwork that she doesn't have time to do. Sure. Um, and so I'll, I'll help them find a place, and and she'll help me with the the nitty gritty of yeah, of all the, the fun of negotiating you know, with yeah. a landlord and yeah. everything. It's because it is. It's different than residential. It's so very different. I would say probably I don't know a couple months ago we were I was interviewing. A couple business brokers and same thing i mean they're totally different games you're playing yeah versus the residential and because you know we don't in the business brokerage world we don't have an mls mm-hmm. you know because you're selling everything so discreet and confidential so everything is done you know either word of mouth um our own websites or there's the the the, the public uh, business websites that you could advertise on. But again, you don't put the name and the address and all that stuff. And then you got the confidentiality agreements and all that stuff in there too. So right. I know it's different. Um, so I understand you've got something a little bit unique that you do on marketing. Is it, is that what it is? Or? Yeah. Um, well, I found a niche, I okay. would say. Uh, and one of the things I, I thought, if I get to start my own business, it's going to be authentic to me. Sure. Because I get to make it yeah, whatever absolutely. I want. Um, and so I found things that uh, it just kind of developed, but I ha- I met a lender who also okay. I CrossFit, okay, and he CrossFits also, and so we we do a lot of work together marketing, and I also uh, do promotional things at uh, competitions. Oh, very so cool! It's a lot, you know, and it's a great great community to work with. Yeah, um, they're all very qualified to buy a house. A CrossFit isn't cheap. Um, it's not, and you know, I, I've I've had the privilege of selling a couple. Oh, well, and, and it, yeah, and it, it, it's a lucrative. Cool, it's yeah. lucrative, and it's a cool business because it is. You know, when I first did my first one, two years ago, maybe three years ago, maybe longer than that, actually. You know, he had big tractor tires in there. He had just all this mm-hmm. raw stuff. I'm thinking, 
how are you going to work out with this? <laughs> Where's but the machines? Where are the machines? You know, we're thinking treadmill yeah. and all that. Your body's the machine. Yeah, it's crazy <laughs> how what he, he did there, you know? Yeah. And it's just very industrial. It was an industrial park, just a shell there, and he just had all this raw stuff. You know, mm-hmm. free weights, tractor stuff, big, heavy, like, building stuff, you know? And it, it was it was crazy. Yeah. Then I sold another one that um, they, they rented, like... Um, couple different areas you know off a, like a school or mm-hmm. here or there and stuff like that so mm-hmm. so it's good you're cross promoting with them yeah and it's a it's a community where if you're in the community you know they like to mm-hmm. to do business within the community um, because right. we just have different sets or we have similar sets of values and those types of things a lot of trust sure um, and uh, very easygoing people to work with as far as finding a house it's been a blessing Right, right, right. Have you ever seen it where a person buys a house and a business or want to do the same? Yeah. Or, you okay? Well, so, and I've sold, we sold last year a house to um, one of my friends slash mm-hmm. clients. Okay. Um, she bought a house in White Lake and, uh, you know, she's looking for a place now to run a doggy daycare. So we're working on that. Um, so I have clients that do both. I may have one for you. Yeah. <laughs> so. We'll talk after. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I've sold so. a couple. So they're, they're cool. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're good. So. And everybody, they'll spend money on dogs left and right. They don't want them sitting home by no, themselves. No, no, not at all. And a lot I of know, millennials don't have kids. So Yeah, I, I mean, my dog goes, I've got a Great mm-hmm. Dane, a big 150-pound Great Dane, and he goes to camp twice, uh, and he loves it. Yeah. He, like, knows when he gets in the car where he's going. Yeah. And as soon as you pull up, he's ready to jump out the window. So And they'll spend the money on it. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll definitely spend the, the, the money on it. So um, are you seeing husband and wife? getting involved together on a business are you um because um, usually that buying a house it's a it's a you know husband yeah. and wife it's a couple's thing so you want to always in, a lot more investor people that approach me to look at commercial businesses typically are uh investors okay. people that are looking for buildings where they want to turn it into something else they want to buy mm-hmm. buy the building um so on the kw auction site we do have some commercial okay commercial sites uh so i've there's been a couple transactions that we've done where there are businesses that they're transact trans what is the word transforming them right into a different uh concept a totally different concept yeah so and and that works out too um Mm -hmm. we've had that uh anybody doing business out of their home are you seeing that i mean i'm seeing more and more people saying you know i want to work from my house oh i work from my house these days so uh that's a it's a love-hate relationship but it, it has a lot of benefits so a lot of people wanting to work from their homes but um, investment properties are still in the Woodward Corridor. Those are very popular because rent prices are very high still. Yeah. It's still Better cheaper just, to buy. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So are you seeing seller financing? Seller financing on that? Land contracts? or No, not as much. I mean, every once in a while. You'll see it. Um, but there's just there's so many people buying up properties that are uh, good for investments that they don't have to right. offer a land contract. Right. right. Is there still a lot of foreclosures out there? Are you seeing it? Not or no? very. No. It cleaned no. up. It's, you know, it's the, like the other, I was showing homes in Berkeley the other day and there was a house next door that, that needed a lot of work and it was the oddball, you know, yeah. it just doesn't happen. They're getting flipped and turned, um, very quickly, Sure. very quickly. And people are holding on to them. They're not selling them right now. Okay. All right. Very good. Um, yep. So, well, we're going to take a quick break. Let's take a quick break and we'll be back with, uh, Bethany Reyes and I'm your host, Armin Nazarian on BizBuys. Guys, wait up. Hold on. Daddy said hold on. You know, I was thinking, Bill, yeah. I'm ready for our show, and, and you're ready 
for the mm -hmm. show, but how do we let everyone know that we're ready for the show? Uh, slow motion rap video? Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says there was a substantial drop in diabetes deaths in the decade leading up to 2006, especially for deaths resulting from heart disease or stroke that's attributed to diabetes. American adults with diabetes are still more likely to die younger than those who do not have the condition, but the gap is getting smaller. The findings come after researchers looked at data from 1997 to 2004, covering nearly a quarter of a million adults. The mortality rate may be falling for some very simple but sound reasons. People with diabetes were found to be less likely to smoke and more likely to be physically active than they were in the past. And there also have been some improvements in controlling blood pressure and cholesterol levels. But sadly, the news is not all good though. As the CDC also says that the prevalence of diabetes is likely to rise in the future largely due to poor lifestyle choices and obesity. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. Welcome back to BizBinds on New Radio Media. I'm your host, Armin Nazarian, and we have Bethany Reyes with us in the uh, studio. And Bethany works with uh, Keller Williams. Yes. Out of Birmingham. And she does both residential and commercial. Okay. Uh, Bethany, how do you get your clients? Let's, let's start way from mm -hmm. the beginning. How are you, how are they getting in touch with you? Are you advertising on the MLS? Or let's start with the seller side. How are the sellers reaching out to you? Are you advertising out to them? Or? So when I started my business uh, through coaching mm -hmm. and different training, they had us set up the way that we were going to organize lead generation. Um, and so every day I, I do, uh, I try to do, try to be disciplined about it, uh, two hours of lead generation. Okay. Um, so that can be reaching out to my own network, um, figuring out different avenues to market in. Currently right now, um, digital marketing is, is where I spend a lot of my time. And um, one of the group, the group that I joined in Birmingham, uh, the Metro group, they... Okay do that very well, which is one of the reasons I, I joined the group. Um, Facebook ads, Instagram, Zillow, those are the, the ways that a lot of people are getting leads now. And everyone, you know, if you want to find a house, what do you do? You go online, you pick up your phone. For sure. And For you sure. look. So that's, you know, and then referrals. Uh, I have a really, I've, I have a really great group of, of friends and former clients and family that um, are always selling me, and I'm always selling. You know, anywhere I am, I'm, I'm talking about it. I'm telling people about right. it, um, and uh, I try to make my clients feel like they're the only client, which is not easy. But right. I attempt right, right, right. to do absolutely. You know, um, so but yeah, really through digital marketing. Okay. Um, and then uh, building up my referral base. Okay. So. And um, you walk around with cards, I'm sure, and just yes. pass them out. Yes. I do it all the time. Yes. 
I don't know how many cards I give out daily, you know, yeah. and just uh, just uh, put them out there. So, um, do you interview the, the 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 prospects as they come in? You come to the office, um, you know, see what you're looking for, the areas, the, mm-hmm. the the funds, what's required, all that stuff. You do all of that, right? Because you, you don't want to show them a million dollar house when they're qualifying for say two hundred thousand. Right, depending on where the lead comes mm-hmm. from. Um, but typically we'll set up a buyer's appointment. We'll sit down, discuss with them what you know what their expectations are as far as even what they want out of an agent. Right. Um, because p- different people want different things. They want to sure. communicate different ways. They want to um, they want an email or some people want to be called and some people want to be texted and not bothered right. with a phone call. So we'll set up the expectations, talk about what they're looking for, see if they've been pre-approved. If not, you know, get them in to, to get pre-approved. And then, you know, depending on if they're a first-time home buyer or they've already bought a home, the process can vary. But, you know, first-time home buyers, it, they got to get in a couple houses sure. to be able to oh, kind yeah. of feel, to you feel know. It. They feel bad sometimes that they don't know right away. And that's just a part of the process, and that's okay. Um, people that are selling and moving, it's a little bit different of a process. They're more concerned about how do I sell and have enough time to find something because it's such a seller's market. So alleviating some of that um, anxiety that they have in talking about the plan, how to attack that the best way. Right. So it kind of depends on where they're at as a buyer. Right, right, right. Um, you have a lender you're working with? I Yes, I okay. do. Uh, Nick Ostrowski at Michigan Schools and Government Credit Union. Okay. He uh, has been great. He... We have similar values in that we treat people like family. Right. You know, we try to do what's best for, for people. So Yeah, I mean, we're in the service business. Yeah. So you've got to treat it. And you've probably got a, a, a banker or a mortgage company that you mm-hmm. deal with. Mm-hmm. So it's a one, under one roof, you could right. one place shop. You could shop it for all of it. Right. And, of course, they, you know, you're allowed to pick whoever you want. I, I right. offer a list of suggestions of people that I trust if they don't have okay. someone. Um, and uh, they go from there. Okay. So... Open houses, do they still work? Do you still do them? Yeah, open houses are great, um, and uh, you know, a lot of you'll get a lot of neighbors coming in. For sure, and, and I'm one of those. You right, know? I for sure would do it. Yeah. Um, it in the weather, depending on the weather. Yeah, you're but out, you know, Sunday you got nothing to you. You know, let's stop in. Especially the, uh, you know, when you're getting to the bigger houses, you're mm-hmm. like, let's go check it out. You know. Yeah, I had an open house last weekend in Birmingham, and it's a large $600,000 house. And it was it's it's easy to show the, their beautiful homes. For sure. You know, set up in a way that are incredible. But it's great for people to walk through and see uh, what's going on in their neighborhood, see what the house looks like. Um, and also it's a good way as an agent to meet new people and right. get your face. So FaceTime for me is more valuable. I, I do better face-to-face than over the phone, I would mm-hmm. say. Um, and so for me to get in front of people and to be able to continue to market myself, right. um, whether or not I, I end up being able to work with them or not, it's just one more contact for people to know who I am. Yeah, and then that book, you are when they check in, mm-hmm. right? Because you're, you're always asking, please check yes, in. Yes, got to check in. And then um, have you gotten any leads out of there? Any buyers yeah. come out of there? you get uh, listings, buyers. They do come um, out of there. It, they do. You know, it's not, uh, you know... You don't get like five listings out of one right, open house, right. but it's definitely worth your time. And and the, I think the other important aspect of it is for whoever you're selling that house for, mm-hmm. that you're putting in the work. Sure. And that's important, you know, right. that that you put in the work. Um, and I go I go around and knock on doors before the open houses, hand out flyers, and see, hey, do you know anyone that would you would like to be your neighbor? Because right. there's a house coming up. 
Um, and so, which is a great idea. Great idea. And yeah. then the the neighbors know who I am and see that I I not only market online, but I'm willing to do kind of that old school door to door. And yeah, they don't knocking. do it anymore. People they don't do it. They just don't do it anymore. They don't do it. And you know, it's 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 a dying art, I mm-hmm. guess. Right on that on that side. Come get free 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 yeah, refreshments. refreshments. Yeah. So you do uh, all hang, that. You oh, lay it yeah. all out and stuff uh, like that. The signs that you know everything and and making an event. Sure. So, sure. Yeah. Um, I just got to ask you, do you watch those reality shows with the million dollar listings and all that? Um, you got, you got, to, I don't have cable I, I, oh, you know, <laughs> on purpose. Because I watch it and I'll tell you what, I get yeah. ideas from there Yeah, and it's crazy what these guys do, you know, but great ideas. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, in selling a business, we don't do majority of what they do. Right. But I just, it, it pumps me up. I will I, say this. So this this is a I would consider kind of a problem of the what I call the HGTV generation. Right. So growing up, I grew up in a house that was a farmhouse, and my parents renovated it, mm-hmm. so I could always see the vision. Sure. You know, um, but it's a little bit harder for people, first time home buyers, to walk into a house that doesn't have cute stuff in it. Right. Um, so that's part of my job is to help them. You know, because. Uh, depending on their price range and with bidding wars and everything going on, you could have the same house with different color paint and no furniture and no one's bidding on it. So helping them envision that and understand that, because I think from watching so many shows and seeing, um, the way they want it to be, right. They want to move right into that. And there are some homes like that, but there's a lot of homes that aren't like that. Well, let's go to the shows that we were talking yeah. about watching. I mean, they spend 50000 right. on staging. Right. Is it something you do? Staging, Stag- you know, staging is something that we recommend. Okay. Uh, I do consultations for my clients. So and then, declutter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Paint, put stuff, stuff away. away, clean, do whatever you <laughs> have to stuff do, make, away, it look, right, um, make it look nice. Pictures, all of the person, and then just a lot of the like knickknack and even decorative stuff you sure. can do with a lot less. Absolutely. Um, Clutter sometimes is not a good thing. It's not. You know? And people always want to know where to put the kitty litter box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where would you put the kitty litter box? garage you take it out of the house yeah, yeah i mean I before you leave for the showings you just take, you take it, it out, out you know and i would even take the cat out yeah I, you know my wife and i were looking we bought a house three years ago and we looked at many houses i mean they left their cats around yeah. the dogs around and yeah it's it's crazy but it I, would, I would make it where it's comfortable for the person mm-hmm. to get in there and um you right. know because and, people and, that and aren't pet owners they, right. they know they right know away. right away right they know yeah. right away on that on that absolutely absolutely um Social media works great. Mm-hmm. Get your name out. I yeah. know I just really pushed it these last five years, and and my business is just skyrocketing. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised know? I'll walk around and people will say, I've seen you somewhere. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, maybe that's my ad. You know, Because yeah, yeah. you don't always know, you know, with emails and context, you're not always sure where, where things are coming from, but just the general. Right. And it's it's not expensive. I mean, you it's can run ads for $5. Not um, at all. Yeah, and in the websites that I advertise on, you know, I mean, it, 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 they go by blocks of listings. Mm-hmm. And I know the MLS is a little bit different on that. Um, but um, it can get up there, but it, it pays. You know, you get one or two good buys or, you know, some a seller or a buyer buys. I mean, it pays your whole year. Right. And, and you can have so. a page for free. You don't oh, have to pay for yeah. a website. I mean, 
I still have a website, but it's one more location for people to kind of click on and see your reviews. So some people still go on Zillow. A lot of people go on my Facebook page and look at my reviews. On your reviews, right, right, right. There, and then, so. uh, what's like an average listings count that you're carrying? Uh, how many listings at a time? Right, right. What should uh, what should like a and this is again, you know, somebody that maybe wants to get into the business. Right. You know, what what would be like a good count? You know, when well, I get people business brokerage, they mm -hmm. ask me what's a good count. I say you have twenty five plus. Yeah. You know, at least twenty five because you're gonna know twenty percent of that's gonna sell. Right. So you constantly keep the pipeline going. Well, when you start in real estate, I, I think it's a common trend that you get a lot of buyers. It just kind of is, right? Uh, they say, so, I think they tell you that. Don't yeah, they? they start working get, with the buyers, yeah, right? But you know. Uh, and our training in Gary Keller's book, if you've read it, it really pushes listings. You know, listings mm -hmm. you can get more transactions out of. Um, last year I did $4.2 It okay. was my first full year. Okay. Um, and so for us it's transactions. How many transactions? That's how I set a goal for myself of how many transactions I want to do a month. And so we, And then part of the coaching that was so helpful in starting my own business is setting these small attainable goals sure. every day and every week to show. Because when you're working on your own, you can become overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. uh, am I am I doing enough? Am I doing? I'm not right. doing. I'm, I don't have business because it's a pipeline with sales. It takes time it for does. things to build up. So setting those small attainable goals, um, you know, and I, I have like a a workbook journal that I use where I put all of my sure. goals and and things in. Um, setting how many appointments a week I need to get, how many how many contacts I need. So it breaks down. And I tell you what, short-term goals are great. Yeah. I mean, even daily goals. Yeah, I mean, I'm a clinical social worker, right? Yeah. So I'm still a licensed uh, therapist. Right. And I would tell you that that's even what we do in therapy. Oh, yeah. Is, so that yeah, spoke to me, you know, it was like small attainable goals because right. then you feel a sense of, of success. Right. Um, and it's overwhelming. You know, the first uh, six months, I didn't get paid. I right. didn't make a cent. And so it was scary. But I had these goals that I was hitting that people that were coaching me told me, this is what you got to do. It will come. It will come. Um, and so having faith in the process and just being relentless, not giving up, but well, having those little goals. Otherwise, it's really easy to get caught up, especially working at home, um, caught up in other things. Um, are you balancing out buyers and sellers? Are yeah, I would say. more with one over the other or pretty much the it's, same? It's pretty much the same. Okay, you're working. Um, I have two, and I have two investors that I work with that are amazing and great and keep me. Picking up on the commercial even in side. The, yeah, or a residential. Mm -hmm. um, but they keep me busy in the winters, which is great. Um, I really didn't, I worked all the way through Detroit or through December. Very, I was very busy. And then January, February slowed down a little bit mm -hmm. back again. So. Yeah, so I can't the complain. season, I mean, people, a lot of times they say when you sell a house, sell it in the springtime. Yeah. yeah. We bought ours in the fall, mm -hmm. you know, and I have a friend that just bought it in the winter. So it's like if there's a need for the house, you're going to go. You're going to go right. out there and get it. Maybe inventory may be a little bit letter, less. Right. But, well, uh, you're competing against more houses in the spring. So, I are. mean, there's there's all these different angles to look absolutely, at. It, you know? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And the first year, very important to budget. Right. You know, it's, it's the one thing that most brokers tell me. That, okay, what do I got to do? And I tell them, first year, 75% of all new brokers, business brokerage, leave. Oh, I think real estate agents, it's like 90% or something right. crazy. Right. They don't make it. Right. Because you have to figure out. And then if you go from a job where you have um, a paycheck every two weeks, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're not making any money, and right. then you make $50,000, figuring out how to budget. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, um, I've lived with very little money for a long time, so I just continue it, it, right. on until, you know. Um, but that's 
figuring out too how much you want to spend on marketing and figuring out the free ways to market. Um, those are those Good. are important too. Good. Well, we're gonna take one more quick break and sure. stay tuned for BizBuys on New Radio Media. Advertising your business these days can be challenging. Traditional radio and TV ads are expensive and, frankly, a bit of a crapshoot. Not to mention, the audience for over-the-air material is shrinking as more and more of us demand to see and hear what we want, when we want. Advertising on new radio media is a solution. With our live streaming programs that are also available on demand, your message is always ready when your customers are ready to watch and listen, all for a fraction of what you'd likely have been paying for other ads. NewRadioMedia.com. Call Buzz Van Houten at 248-939-9999 for more information. Gelling agent used in making jams and jelly may have anti-cancer properties. Now, anyone who's ever made jams or jellies is familiar with the ingredient known as pectin, which is a natural fiber product found in most fruits and vegetables. A group from the Institute of Food Research in the United Kingdom found that under the right conditions, pectin releases a molecular fragment that binds with a protein that inhibits cancer growth. And the thing that may make jam and jelly more effective is slowing the growth of cancer than raw pectin is the process used to modify it for use in jams and jellies. You see, it turns out that the modification helps to emphasize the release of the cancer-fighting fragment, which is known as galactin-3. Now, most commercially available pectin comes from the peel or citrus fruits and apple pulp that is processed before its sale. So for now, no one knows if pectin found in unprocessed fruits and vegetables has the same cancer-fighting qualities. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. Welcome back to Biz Buys on New Radio Media. I'm your host, Armin Nazarian, and we have Bethany Reyes on the show, and she is with Keller Williams, Birmingham. And we we left off at budgeting. <laughs> you know, it's uh, in our business, we pretty much eat what we kill, mm-hmm. right? That's how it is. And you the know, amount I write off is obscene. <laughs> it is. It is. It's crazy. You know, if you got a home office, you right. right, and then mileage, car, yeah. entertainment, meals, and all that stuff. Right. It's it's it, there's a lot of perks to it. Um, but again, you're you're on your own. Right. You pay your own insurance. You pay everything on your own. Mm-hmm. So, um, but uh, we were talking about budgeting, and I was telling uh, Bethany we were talking about you know new brokers that come to me. They say, you know what, Herman, I want to get into this business. First thing I ask them. Be prepared. Your first year, you're not going to go out and make sixty thousand. You know, um, you know it may be the low five digits. You know, and then slowly build up to it. But mm-hmm. uh, and you know, we've seen it's about seventy five percent of all new business brokers getting into the business first year drop out. They just run out of money and they right. got to go get a nine to five job. You right. know, so um, it, it does. What about comps? 
Seller wants to sell. Let's talk about comps, you know, and oh, how that comps. works. Yeah. What's what's a mile radius? You know, do you do them? Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of fun. I know it is. You I know, feel so. like comps is an art, you know. It's it is. a little bit like psychiatry. Like It's like, you know, everybody does it a little different right. and the right combination. Um, you know, like I was comping a house the other day in Canton. Mm-hmm. And it's a tr- it's a buy level, and okay. there's like no buy level. Nothing, right, right. Within 0.5 mile, like you know, I'm going so far out. Sure. Um, so it's a little bit of an art. Um, and people, you know, there there's there's some training around it, but I do think it's something that mm-hmm. just over time you become more comfortable with. Absolutely. It's um, a, right. and people are, they'll look just at the square footage, or they'll look just at the um location and those are things that are part of it mm-hmm. but it's also about finishes it's also and if i can say one thing to help people uh you know understand what they need to do when they sell their house is kitchen and baths kitchen they always baths. say that yeah that's kitchen like key kitchen that's i hear what, all the time they yes say, they sa- i mean that's what sells a house right you know kitchen and baths so what are the finishes where's the location um, you know, if it's in one of the lake areas, do they have lake access? Do they don't? So, you know, right now with it being such a, a busy market, there's there's a lot of comps. There's a lot right. of things going on. So it's not um, and and being a seller's market, mm-hmm. people are, are stretching right. a little bit more sure. and seeing what they can get um, in the appraisals. Last spring, we had a lot more trouble with the appraisals. I think this spring it's caught up a little bit. And we're having a little bit okay. less less trouble with with the appraisals. Are pools advantages or disadvantages? I heard they're disadvantages. It depends on the pool and the location yeah. and the house. So I, I have a home coming up in Canton, and it has an in-ground pool. Okay. Now, but in this neighborhood, it's a family neighborhood. You Perfect. know, it's a four-bedroom house. I would say 50, 60% of the houses have pools. It's an in-ground pool. Yeah. It's heated. It's well-maintained. It's nice. Right, right. So Land it shows nice well, around it. Right. Sure. Um, if it's an older pool that's above ground and falling apart, then, yeah, it's it's going to be something that people are going to be concerned about. Or if it's in a location where people don't, um, where space is very, in, like there's Limited just not a lot of stuff. space, sure. you know what I mean? Um, that can be like a pool. Maybe in, in Royal Oak, it's harder to find a pool. I mm-hmm. live in Royal Oak. It's hard. I really want a pool. It's hard to find because a pool. Because of the smaller lots. Because if you put a pool, you might take your whole backyard. Backyard, right, right. So yeah. it, it depends. That's not a one-way or... You know, it depends on location and and type of pool. Right, right, right. Um, are you dealing with any contractors, or just not not at this time? Not at this time. Mm-mm. Okay. So because I know some some do some yeah. agents they deal strictly with new builds and contractors. Right. right. You know, and that's uh, you know the the group that I'm uh, joining. I know that they have some relationships, and so that will be something that I'm excited to move into. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and new builds are they're popping up everywhere. Yeah, they can't get them up quick enough. I, I live mean, in Plymouth in, and all in that surrounding area. They're selling them they're before crazy. they're done. Crazy. Yeah. yeah, they're they're definitely crazy. Do you deal with any land contracts? I've done a. Co- I've started. I've okay. never completed a land, contract. a land contract. I've had a couple people be interested. Okay. Now you know, um, I had a client who had a poor credit score um, and a lot of pets, so leasing was difficult. Because apartment leasing, uh, house, oh, leasing. house leasing. Okay. So, and especially, uh, so in, uh, along that Woodward corridor, uh, in Royal Oak, it's very difficult to mm-hmm. rent with a pet. Ferndale, maybe there's a little bit more 
you know, and then you have to up, branch right. out. Yeah. But with low, low credit score and pets, it makes it difficult. So for somebody who maybe has a family and needs to get into a house, a land contract can be a good option if, if the credit's low mm-hmm. um, for whatever reason. But um, I haven't gotten through to the end. People usually end up deciding to, to rent one more year or finding a way to, to get approved, working right. on their credit, uh, paying some debt down, doing different things so that they can move into. There's not a lot. I haven't seen a lot of land contracts in, in where I'm working. Okay. Every once in a while, I'll see one. I just saw one in Detroit for a property, and it was basically because nobody would be able to get lending for it. Oh, out there, so, right, right, right. So, you know, it's in such poor years shape. Years ago, they used to pay you to take the house. It's like, please, I, yeah, yeah. I was about to say. I mean, it was a beautiful, I'll write you a check. Just house, take the house. But, right, right, right. But, no, you know, no loan would would i did close mm-hmm. on a house that didn't have a kitchen right which was incredible you and know, took so, a lot of work if you've got a vision <laughs> if you got a vision it's great well and I you did. have to have a good lender right right somebody yeah. who's yeah. willing to do a little extra work because that's a little bit extra work sure you know sure so what mistakes are you seeing buyers are making or sellers are making any big mistakes you're seeing or um mistakes for buyers i think um you have to understand that in the market that we're in, it's mm-hmm. it's unfortunate, but I can't change it. It's a right. seller's market. Right. Um, so if you want to ask for, for too many uh, little things that are going to make it inconvenient for the seller, they're just going to move along. Move on to the next. They're I'll sell to the next. I, I totally agree. Um, and and uh, their due diligence. They should do their due, right. dil- due diligence. Right. You know? um, being, only being available on week, you know, Try to, if you can, be more flexible. See houses on Mondays and yeah. Tuesdays. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Less traffic. You can get offers in and you're not competing, you right. know. So even on your lunch break or uh, things like that. So, um, right. but yeah, I think that buyers are pretty savvy now with the Good. internet. Good. Market's great. I mean, everything in Michigan has been doing fantastic mm-hmm. in the last couple of years. Um, Bethany, how can somebody get in touch with you? For so your services. You can call me anytime. <laughs> and your number is? 248-259-6583. Okay. I'm also, um, my Facebook webpage, which is what everybody, my business page okay. is, it's Bethany Reyes Keller Williams. Um, and you can shoot me a message that way too. Fantastic. Bethany, it was a great pleasure having you on the Thank studio. You so much. And uh, if you guys need to reach Bethany, please give her a call. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm Armin Nazarian with New Radio Media's uh, Biz Buys. We'll see you next week. Thanks for the plug.